we have been fighting the good fight, but what did the government do? It, it doesn't even allow you to talk about vaping anymore. That's a recent, uh, you know, throw up that they have done with us. Media is not allowed to cover anything to do with vaping. Does that mean they are against harm reduction? That's a question that you need to ask yourself, you know, which is so hypocritical as an approach. That's where we are and we are in trouble. It's not that these products are not available. They are in the gray market. They are without regulation. And you have huge problems because you don't know what you're getting. So it is a problem waiting to happen. And when something does go wrong, they're going to say, ah, oh, we told you vaping is bad. That's because you're not allowing licensed products, tested products to come in, safe products to come in. We don't know the origins of these products. That's the problem that we have today. Hello world, welcome to the Vaping Unplugged podcast. Everything you need to know about vaping and tobacco harm reduction. Hello dear vapers, my name is Lisa, I'm WVA's community manager and you're listening to the podcast Vaping Unplugged. You can listen to our podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. As you already know, uh, we are discussing vaping policies worldwide, and today we'll be discussing vaping ban in India and its potential developments. Uh, and we have a very special guest today. Our special guest is Jagannath Saragapani, representing Association of Vapors India. Hi, Jagannath, and thank you very much for making um, it to the podcast today. Hi, Lisa, and thank you, and I look forward to this. Yeah. It's our pleasure. So uh, first of all, before we get into the discussions on how the ban works in India and what is the current situation, I want our listeners to hear your story about becoming a vapor, your vaping journey. So how did this happen? Oh, well, uh, it's I stumbled upon vaping quite by chance. Uh, I was a moderately heavy smoker having started smoking actually late in life. I started smoking when I was 27 or so. And uh, I it, it's almost like I had to catch up with all the smoking that I'd never done before. And so before I knew it, I was smoking an average of 40 cigarettes a day. And I was quite happy with my smoking, except that somewhere along the line, you realize it's not so smart for you. And I was looking at various methods of quitting. This other friend of mine and I would keep having these discussions and debate on what to try. And so went through patches, went through gums, went through aversion therapy, all kinds of things, uh, including chapniks, you know, that therapy as well. And nothing worked. I mean, cigarette smoking would dip down to one or two and then, boom, it would swing right back. This... About eight years ago, my birthday, we were sitting and having a drink and talking about things. And he said, hey, you know, this new thing has come up. Let's look at it. And so we Googled it and found out some stuff about vaping. And I picked this up and 40 to zero. And that was about eight years ago now. And uh, it just I just quit. The day I picked up the vape, I stopped smoking. And I haven't smoked a single cigarette since. And that's how I have... Uh, been and it worked for me. I mean, somebody who was such a heavy smoker, right? If it could work for me, it would definitely work for anybody else. 
and so that's how I have uh, been in this. That's how I've been advocating vapes as uh, a harm reduction. And I've never been fitter in my life, honestly speaking. You know, I I work out every day. I I run. I, I do strength training and things like that. Things like this I could never do when I was a smoker. And uh, I've never been healthier. I go for my physicals and I feel fantastic. And so that's why I, I definitely believe this is the solution that people should be looking for. And that's how my journey for advocacy even started, uh, you know, uh, because I believe that this should be offered to others. Yeah. That's definitely great to hear. And thank you so much for sharing your personal story because I think many vapors should do that because that's very important. And we always encourage everyone in our community to do so. So let's move on to the discussion about what is happening in India. And just as a quick background, so in 2019, if I'm not mistaken, right? So Indian government um, implemented this ban on vaping products, which concerns not only the sales or manufacturing or distribution, but also importation, exportation, everything basically concerning vape, if I get that correctly. So before we start talking about the consequences um, of the ban, maybe you could elaborate a little bit on the content of it. So what does it entail, this ban, and what was the main reasoning behind implementing it? Oh, the, the ban was bizarre, right? It, it started off as an ordinance. Uh, an ordinance is something which is implemented when the parliament is in session and you don't have time to discuss and debate uh, an act. So this is an emergency provision, which is to be used strictly for emergencies only. And so the government initially came out with an ordinance banning uh, anything to do with uh, e-cigarettes they subsequently followed it up with uh, with a ban with an act which went through parliament but there was no reason i mean what was there so alarming so dramatic that uh, you would need to bring out an ordinance to ban a, a product of this nature was unbelievable so we protested and so on but there was no logic here. Nothing uh, that was so harmful was 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 uh, there. What wasn't discussed, wasn't debated. It just came about. Uh, you can look at the cause and effects of a ban of this nature, but this was obviously purely economic. Okay, uh, when this ban was challenged uh, in, in in one of the courts, the the solicitor representing uh, the government of India said, oh, we did this because June was coming in. He actually said that in court. It was necessitated. And it was money. It was nothing but finance driven. Uh, you know, even optics do matter when you're announcing such bans and things like that. It's not a health minister who announces the ban, but a finance minister who announces a ban. Optics make such a big difference. And he went and did it. One wonders why a finance minister should talk about issues relating to health. The day the ban was announced, Lisa, the stock prices of the tobacco industry companies shot up. Okay, and, and that is something that is significant. Our government is invested in tobacco in India, whether they pretend it is not the case or not, they are. They own nearly 30% of India's largest tobacco company. 
And so they probably felt threatened that vaping was actually coming in as a healthier alternative and was replacing cigarettes. But then here is the, the perversion here, right? Now, when you look at tobacco use in India, cigarettes account for only about eight or 9% of the total tobacco consumption. The rest of the smoked consumption, smoked tobacco, which is about 30%, 20% of it are BDs, which are unfiltered, loose tobacco leaf rolled up. Technically speaking, if you want harm reduction, you should be moving from BDs to cigarettes because cigarettes are still perhaps safer than BDs. And 70% of us are chewed tobacco. In India, that chewing tobacco is a huge issue. What was done about, if you are really concerned about tobacco harm, what did the government do when it came to chewed tobacco, when it came to BD smokers? They did nothing. This tiny little 10% of, of people who were smoking, they targeted them in this pretense of saying, we are focused on harm reduction, which was so hollow, which was so shameful, which was so obviously uh, you know, twisted in their approach. That is what brought about the ban, really. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just ask you an additional question to this. So what do you think mm -hmm. were the consequences for vapors and those who struggle to quit? Because you've already talked what are the main consumer problems in India, but what were the consequences after the ban? You see, um, what do bans do in any country? They drive products underground. That's all they do. Uh, previously, we didn't have uh, regulations, but a lot of our sellers were regulating. They were doing self-regulation, okay? They were watching out for people buying. They were dissuading underage vaping and things like that. Those things, the sellers were taking care. They were insisting on seeing a driver's license, you know, and putting uh, down age restrictions, teaching people how to use vapes, how it was and so on and so forth. That kind of education was actually happening. We had loads and loads of groups of support groups in our country. We had so many of them wherein people would log in for advice and we would be offering advice. Those of us who are experienced smokers, we would have a lot of, uh, sorry, experienced vapors and former smokers. You know, people would pick up something and say hey i don't know what to do we would be guiding them helping them through transitioning them out of smoking into vaping things like that were happening now all these things disappeared right we couldn't do this and what happened was there is a gray market out there but how many people are comfortable to buy products in the gray market in the illegal market that is bad right now personal possession uh the, the, the health minister, the ministry clarified was not a crime. And so you were allowed to possess a way, but sales, distribution, marketing, et cetera, et cetera, were not allowed. And so it's kind of uh, twisted and, and perverted. So what was ending up happening was a lot of people who had just transitioned into vaping jumped back into smoking because those were not available legally. We had huge problem with uh, the women who were vaping, right? Now, they were disenfranchised and they couldn't look for products so easily. And so women vapors went back to smoking, which is so unfortunate, you know? And 
these kinds of things have created huge problems for us uh, vapors. We have been fighting the good fight, but what did the government do? It, it doesn't even allow you to talk about vaping anymore. That's a recent uh, you know, throw up that they have done with us. Media is not allowed to cover anything to do with vaping. Does that mean they are against harm reduction? That's a question that you need to ask yourself, you know, which is so hypocritical as an approach. That's where we are and we are in trouble. It's not that these products are not available. They are in the gray market. They are without regulation. And you have huge problems because you don't know what you're getting. So it is a problem waiting to happen. And when something does go wrong, they're going to say, ah, we told you vaping is bad. That's because you're not allowing licensed products, tested products to come in, safe products to come in. We don't know the origins of these products. That's the problem that we have today. Uh, thank you, Jagannath. And I want to talk about the misinformation. And you mentioned that you've been trying to inform people about what vaping is and what harm reduction is generally. We'll get back to that topic. But I also wanted to talk quickly about the personal possession and a little bit of discrepancy in the legislation. Because as far as I understand, the personal possession in India, and we have talked about that too with you. Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's legal, right? So you can possess vapes. But at the same time, there are regulations such as you cannot carry them on the flight. If you're a tourist, you cannot bring them. So, like, how did this happen? Uh, why, why do you think there's such a discrepancy between these pieces of legislation? The, 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 the ban on carrying uh, vapes on flights, I think it was something where the Ministry of Civil Aviation and who you know look at safety of uh, flights and so on dgca i think they were just trying to you know please his master you know and and i think it's a carry forward of that it's got no logic whatsoever it is bizarre that there is something like this i can carry my mobile phone which has a battery i can carry cigarettes without a lighter you have smoking rooms in 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 airports in india right where you can you can smoke a cigarette in an airport so you can actually carry your cigarettes they sell cigarettes in airports in india uh, i can if if you are worried about explosions so on and so forth because of a battery sure no aircraft allows you to carry a vape in your suitcase anywhere in the world but carrying it on your person as carry-on luggage is allowed everywhere else. In India, they brought out a specific rule banning uh, people from carrying this on your person in an aircraft. I can carry a phone, I can carry a laptop, I can carry a battery, a battery bank, I can't carry a vape. There's no logic to this, okay? And it's bizarre. But there you have it. We have challenged this one in court because it is it defies logic you know and so we have to challenge this but there you have it you have a problem uh, bringing these products in so you have an international traveler who's flying in doesn't know you're going to it's going to get seized it's going to get chucked off so they're not they're not penalizing people but they are taking it away from you okay so so that's the problem that we're having with the flight ban and it's stupid because the law says personal possession is not a crime i am allowed to carry it in person and so it's as twisted as it is that's how we have it here 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really bizarre, as you've mentioned. It seems like there was a prohibition, and because of the ban, there is a black market, and now they are fighting the black market with even more <laughs> some kind of silly exactly. racial bans. Exactly, and 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 you look at it, okay. Uh, vapes, disposable vapes, have flooded the market. Okay, they've literally flooded the market, and they are available everywhere. And if you see the raids that have started happening, somebody put out a, a public interest litigation in one of the courts saying, hey, you know, I can I see vapes everywhere and nobody's doing anything about it. And all of a sudden we had a few raids in a few cities and and hundreds of thousands of disposables are being seized. If, if, if the government looks at it in any other way, even if you ignore harm reduction for a while and just look at it from an economic perspective, the government's losing so much revenue because these things are coming in and these things are not being taxed. So one could look at it sensibly, but just the fact that so many of them are being seized shows that the ban is not working. And if it, you did have prudent governance, right, you would relook at the ban and say, hey, you know, obviously it's not working. Let's do something about it. But no, unfortunate as it is, that's where we are. Yes, I've noticed that not only in India, but many other countries, when the ban is not working, they're trying to fight it with more and more regulations, more restrictions, when in reality, the prohibition just doesn't simply work. Um, and I wanted, I'm sorry, I wanted to get back to the question, uh, to the topic, because you were talking that you as advocates were informing uh vapors uh, in India or those who were struggling to quit about harm reduction, about vaping. And um, I always ask this question, usually while being on podcasts with my guests, and usually the answer is pretty much very similar. Um, according to what you've talked about, we can also conclude that policymakers probably do not know much accurate uh, information or data about vaping. They are largely misinformed, usually. Um, and I wanted to ask you, what is the most common misconception or the myth that you might um, uh, meet or see in India? And then why do you think policymakers do not want to listen to rational arguments? <laughs> That's that's the million dollar question. When have politicians really listened to rational arguments anywhere in the world? I'd like to know. But then uh, we have unique circumstances. Now, you see, the one thing that anybody gets petrified about is, oh, teen vaping as, as, as this big thing. But when you, when you look at it, uh, countries which have adopted uh, vaping, smoking numbers have dropped down okay now teens are curious beings we were all teens once i was a teen once we, we have insane levels of curiosity and of course you want to try things and if you say something is banned a teen is more likely to look at it to try to figure why it's banned you've never looked at it it's it's, it's always been instructional here in india you know uh, you can be 18 uh, to vote for your government Okay, but uh, the minimum age to drink is 21. And so the government decides you're old enough to vote, but you're not old enough to have a drink. You know, those kinds of twisted logics are applied often here in India. Uh, so, so teen vaping is a huge thing uh, that uh, gets thrown about and that flavors 
are a gateway, you know, for attracting teens to smoking. You have problems of perception wherein a lot of the uh, medical community believe that nicotine is a carcinogen, which it isn't. And so we need to go through a lot of process in trying to educate uh, the medical profession. There are a couple of organizations in India, AHRER is one of them that has been doing this, you know, working with uh, the medical professionals as, as doctors, two doctors talking about THR. So we have misconceptions there. Contents of vapes are misconstrued. That E-Valley's problem in the US was actually talked about in parliament that children are dying because of vapes. Not going back to reflect and see that it was even publicly acknowledged by the FTC that it wasn't uh, vaping nicotine, but illegal THC cartridges, not legal THC cartridges, illegal THC cartridges. That was the cause of the problem. So we have this, so we have a medical fraternity that believes that uh, vaping nicotine is a carcinogen. They don't look at it beyond that. Uh, so you have to understand science. You need to follow science. You need to be willing to listen. There should be an inherent willingness to listen. And when you ban research in India, that's one of the other things that they ban. They ban research. On one side, they said, we don't have enough research on how vaping affects uh, people. And then they go ahead promptly ban research. So how on earth are you going to get research? You know, it's, so, it's, so, it's, so it's this colundrum and we keep rolling back and forth and it seems to be very convenient. You know, so so we, we are foxed with that kind of stuff here. And so when, when you have such a situation, you're not going to be able to drive through, you know, so here we have issues, you know, we're still fighting though, you know, you, you can't give up, you know, you can't walk away from this. And that's uh, my next will, actually because like from what uh -huh. you're talking it seems like there are bans and prohibitions on anything regarding everything regarding vapes and it must be very hard to be thr advocate in india nevertheless and it's very inspiring that you guys are still fighting and still not giving up and i wanted to ask you about avi uh, about your plans for the future you've mentioned that you appealed to court about the flight ban are there any activities that you are planning anything exciting that we need to hear about well uh, we we do uh, have a, a youtube channel uh, where we regularly put out these programs called funvocacy that basically having fun with advocacy you know otherwise advocacy kind of can get a little too intimidating and so we we we, we come up with uh, topics of interest of uh, of, of myths and bans, of legal opinions and so on and so forth, advice to vapors and people who are looking at transitioning out. The problem that we constantly have is when you have a smoker come on the show on the chat, which is going on on the side and says, hey, I want to quit, where can I buy a vape? There is no legal place to buy a vape. And so I can't really get on the show and advise somebody as to what, should, what one can do to quit. However, there are some other alternatives. Snooze is something that uh, has been catching attention. It hasn't been banned as yet, but uh, that's another viable alternative that one can do. Incidentally, when they ban waves, they also ban heat not burns. 
not that I'm a great fan of a heat not burn personally. It was never, the product was not even available in India officially when they banned it. So that's the funny part on that side. But uh, ABI, you see, if you look at the average age of a vapor in, in, in India, it, it was about 22, 23. And a, a lot of the young youth at that point of time, they were closet smokers to begin with. And then they migrated to vaping because it was safer. And so they were closet vapors. We were, they were keyboard warriors, okay? They would come online and really express themselves. But then this has now been going on for three years. And so at some point of time, people start uh, getting, you know, that feeling of apathy and feeling of uh, giving up on this kind of thing. And that's something that we advocates uh, face every now and then. And that's why we, we have each other to kind of push each other up and go out. Otherwise, you do have you know an advocacy kind of burnout situation. And that's why we have a group and uh, somebody steps in and, and, and does the driving for a while while you know I step back and recharge my batteries. And so it's this uh, round robin that we engage in. To, uh, to, to, to keep the people uh, and the folk of India aware that uh, we still need to fight and we, need, we, we can't just give up and roll over and play dead. It, it's just not done. And that's, that's how we do. We draw stories from other countries as well. And that's where, uh, you know, for example, organizations like the World Vaping Alliance, you have INCO, you have CAFRA. These are groups that are there where AVI does involve themselves with in talking to them and keeping engagement going with various groups of this. So we keep training stories about what other countries are doing, how they are fighting the good fight, their trials and tribulations. And we pick and see what could be used by us to, to perhaps, uh, you know, change the way, uh, you know, policymakers look at this product how to keep ourselves motivated and perhaps give a couple of lessons which help other advocates from around the world get motivated in facing bans like like we did and experienced in India. Thank you so much. It's really inspiring what you're doing. And uh, we're moving to the last part of our interview. And as a last question, I just wanted to ask you and give you a chance to address uh, your answer to vapors globally and just what would be your message to vaping community and how do you think we should uh, continue uh, defending vaping? There can't be better stories about how vaping saved our lives than the vapors themselves. All of us, all of us either smoked or used some form of tobacco and we have transitioned to a healthier way of life and there couldn't be anything more powerful than your own personal story. And that is something that uh, I believe is the most powerful message that we could give to anybody who either doubts the efficacy of vaping or is some, or is anybody who is looking at transitioning out of uh, tobacco into uh, a nicotine vape. Now, that is something that I believe should be done. We have to stand together as vapors from around the world, as organizations, and as advocates who believe in harm reduction. I believe we need to stand together. We need to fight this fight together. 
look at our case with WHO, you know, uh, India did this and got this award from the WHO. You, they just turn around and they accuse India when COVID happened that we, uh, you know, hit the numbers and the actual numbers of deaths were 10x. This is the same WHO which India said, oh, they are the greatest, they know health, they know public policy. You know, these kinds of uh, things keep happening. And it's it's time that as, as vapors, we petition our governments to take a more serious stand. Now, COP10 is happening in Panama. We have to be there. If they are going to be talking about our rights, I think we deserve a seat at the table because it is our health. It is a human right. It is a fundamental human right. My right to health, my right to liberty, my choice. These are my rights. And these cannot be simply taken away by somebody who believes we know better. They don't know better. Three-fourths of the people who are deciding public policy on tobacco harm reduction have never used tobacco. What do they know? Ask us. We have suffered. We have transitioned. Nobody helped us pick this. We found this on our own. It wasn't some random advertisement that helped us pick. This was people talking to each other. And it as a community, we have grown. And I think the community needs to stick together to be able to make a difference in the world. I definitely agree. Thank you so much for such an inspiring answer, Jagannath. And I definitely agree that everyone should be sharing their stories. I want to use the chance to tell everyone who is listening that uh, even at WVA website, we have a section for testimonials. If you don't know where to place your testimonials or your stories, feel free to submit them there. Um, I really enjoyed the interview with you and thank you so much for making it um, to the interview today. And um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Lisa, and thank you, WVA, for having me here and uh, and listening to my my angst and my <laughs> the, the the trials and tribulations that we are having here in India. But and, we hope, uh, for, hopefully, yeah, yeah, we hope yeah. for the better future uh, for raping in India. And you guys, with your activities, I'm sure there will be some improvements. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, well, thank you everyone for watching Vaping Unplugged today. Stay tuned for the next episode and don't forget to sign up and follow the activities of the World Vapors Alliance and Associations of Vapors India. Um, have a great weekend ahead and thank you for uh, everyone uh, for listening.